Pueblo, Oregon. It's Wednesday, August 5th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The Oregon Forest Resources Institute, a quasi-governmental state agency funded with tax dollars, is, by law, restricted from influencing or attempting to influence policy. Yet thousands of emails show the Institute, created in the early 1990s to educate residents about forestry, has undercut scientists, consulted on partisan political campaigns, and promoted Oregon's logging laws as strong, even as they became weaker than those in neighboring states. An investigation by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, OPB, and ProPublica found the group acted as a public relations agency and a lobbying arm for the timber industry in some cases skirting legal constraints that forbid it from doing so. The Institute's leaders defended its actions, saying state rules on the line between educating and lobbying are unclear. Read the whole story at OregonLive.com environment. A medical research center is surveying Portlanders about their exposure to the tear gas that's been deployed on hundreds of occasions during protests in recent weeks. The Kaiser Permanente Center for Health Research said some in Portland and elsewhere had reported unexpected side effects, including changes in menstrual cycles and gastrointestinal issues. People also reported they were having trouble finding reference material on what to do after being exposed to tear gas. The survey is intended to guide future research on tear gas exposure, and it received more than 1,500 responses in the first four days it was posted online. Mark Pettibone, a recent Reed College graduate who said federal officers pushed him into an unmarked van while he was headed home from a downtown protest, urged Congress on Tuesday to investigate what he called a flagrant disregard of civil rights in Portland. Pettibone addressed a Democratic roundtable of lawmakers along with Christopher David, a Navy veteran from Portland whose hand was broken by a federal officer when he was struck repeatedly with a baton while standing outside the federal courthouse. The two men became symbols of outrage at the Trump administration's decision to send more than 100 extra officers from the Border Patrol and other federal agencies to safeguard the federal courthouse during demonstrations held in Portland to protest police violence and support the Black Lives Matter movement. David told lawmakers he's spoken with the Inspector General's Office of the U.S. Department of Justice, which is investigating his case, as well as the July 10th wounding of Donovan LaBella who was shot in the head with an impact munition while he was standing with his hands above his head across the street from the federal courthouse. Pettibone said no one from a federal law enforcement agency has contacted him. A quarantine at the Warm Springs Reservation in Central Oregon, put in place to slow the spread of COVID-19, has been extended until August 11th. The Bulletin newspaper reports the order, which has been in place since July 20th, had been scheduled to expire this week. The decision to extend the quarantine was made Friday by the Warm Springs Tribal Council, according to Danny Martinez, the tribe's emergency manager. Warm Springs has been hit hard by COVID-19, with three deaths and 192 reported cases. With a reservation population of nearly 4,300, it's likely it will cross the 5% threshold this week. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.